0: To the Fantasy Madness podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Mine is a little rough, but all is well. We had football last night. We did. We had football. It is back. It is back. A little weird. Half-empty stadium. Well, more than half-empty. And, uh, you know, the booing of the moment of unity. That was a little lame. Well, more than a little lame. Explain to me exactly how they're supposed to do this without people bitching. Oh, that's right, that's right. They're going to bitch regardless. Because to them, their cause is not worthy. But it does seem like all those people that uh, said they weren't going to watch football because of this stuff. No, they're going to watch. Just as I said, they're just going to bitch about it the whole fucking time. Just stick to sports. Just play. Just shut up and play. No, no, that's not how this works. People are allowed to use their platforms. In fact, that's what they should do. I think people want to point out. Millionaire babies whining about. No, there's a problem in this country. These millionaire football players are using their platform to bring attention to it. I'm not sure what people are missing here, other than, you know, they're just stuck in their own caveman mentality and they're unwilling to educate themselves. Must be too much work, I guess. But we'll move on, moving on to the actual football. But I did want to get to that because I found that very disappointing, very disappointing. Now, I expect there to be backlash towards these players for doing this kind of stuff. But how are you going to go to the game, boo them for, for standing up for something they believe in, and then turn around and cheer them during the game? We care only when you're playing football. Just play the football. Nothing else matters. Just play the football. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. (sighs) It's frustrating. But we did have a good game last night. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'd say good game. I was just happy to have football back. But the the Chiefs kind of took it to the Texans. And they win. 34 to 20. Clyde Edwards, he looked good, man. He looked good. You know me, I had a little bit of doubt. Like, how good was he going to be? And um, I did see a couple things. You know, everybody's talking about the goal line carries. And, you know, some want to point out that, hey, he got six goal line carries. That's a good thing. And that's true. The fact that he could convert on none of them, I feel like it is, is something to look at. However, I don't think it's as big a deal as some of the anti CEH people believe it to be. And I don't think it's nothing to worry about like the CEH truthers. C H E C E, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. CEH. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be pretty good. But I do wonder if he continues to struggle with short yardage goal line type carries, is that where they bring in Daryl the Barrel. Now, Daryl the Barrel had a chance last night. He out-touched Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first quarter. Didn't do a lot with it. That's a shame for him. And a shame for anybody who thought, maybe Daryl the Barrel would get some run last night. And it looked like he might until he wasn't able to do a whole lot and then Edwards-Hilaire came out and did a lot more. Now, it is impressive he had a great game, 130 38 yards, I was going to say 32, and a touchdown. It's over five yards a carry. Looked good. Didn't even catch any passes, which is more what he's known for. So that is something to look at that, hey, he had this game, and he didn't get any of those goal lines for touchdowns. It could have been more, and he didn't catch any passes. So I imagine they'll continue to expand his role and get him more involved in the passing game and things like that so I do think you know if you drafted Clyde Edwards you're happy and you know me I, I I didn't dislike him but I wasn't as gaga for him as everybody else I'm a I'm a JT fan myself but I do think that the spot more than anything is what makes Clyde Edwards Hilaire appealing and if they're going to use him like that then yeah he's worth everything you spent on him Again, do I see the potential for goal line carries to be taken from him if he continues to not be able to punch them in? I mean, yeah, that's possible. But again, he had the game last night that he did without catching passes. So if he's catching passes and Daryl the Barrel comes in to steal a few goal line carries, it should all balance out. So Edward Solaire, I mean, any of those thinking that... uh, that was not a successful debut. Come on, man. I wasn't as big on him. I, th- I thought he was overhyped too, but you can't sit here and look at last night's game and not go, okay, we got gotcha. you. We understand. Now it is just one game. And one other thing that does worry me is, man, I, took du- I saw a dude take some shots. Okay. He's not the biggest back. So that could be a worry. You know, the smaller backs, they get smashed. Leads to injuries. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I do I do have that small worry, like, is this dude going to be able to be durable? Like I saw him get smashed by a Texans linebacker last night, and for a second there I thought he was gonna stay down for a minute. So we'll see. We'll see. I know I say that a lot, we'll see. But remember, it's one game. There's a couple of concerns to look at, like I said, at least for me personally. But for the most part, I don't think You can walk away from last night's game and go, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good thing they got going on. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah. Good back, knows he's doing perfect spot. That's really the thing. Is even if he has some flaws to his game, he is on the Chiefs. And that's a point many people were making. And I personally wanted to see it. And I saw some of it last night. I was impressed. I was. And I knew he was going to be good, but there you go. He had a hell of a game without catching any passes. To me, that's kind of impressive, you know? So I think any of those, like me, who felt Edward Hilaire overvalued, Jonathan Taylor's a better player, I mean, you just got to look at it now and go, hey, maybe that's still true, but dude's proven He's right for the Chiefs. And if he's right for the Chiefs, he's right for fantasy football. So, I don't know how you want to go from that, from there. But that's that's the way I look at it. That's the way I feel about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All right. All right. So, we got the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire stuff out of the way. Sammy Watkins, 82 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver, Kelsey and Hill. They got some yards and a TD, but really, Watkins was the leader in that, and we know this happens sometimes. That's why Sammy Watkins, I've suggested, good for best ball, because he's going to have big games. He had a big game week one last week. Now, if you can, this might be an opportune time, if you have Sammy Watkins, to trade him, or at least attempt to. Otherwise, yeah, he's going to give you some. My phone rang. <laughs> As you may have recognize the beginning of the Game of Thrones theme song. For some reason, I didn't have my sound turned off on my phone, and it rang. It was potential scam. Now, don't worry. I don't answer the potential scam. As a matter of fact, I don't really answer the phone at all if I don't know who it is. I figure if it's important, they'll leave a fucking message. And if it's important, they generally do. So I'm not answering some bullshit-ass number. I don't know. This one said potential scam. I ignored it, but I digress. Apologies. It quite startled me that did. (laughs) But I'll get back to what I was talking about. Sammy Watkins smashed in week one last year. Does pretty damn good in week one this year. I don't foresee Sammy Watkins having this huge role. In fact, this is one of my problems with Tyree Kills. I feel like, yes, Tyree Kill is the man, but they have so many weapons there. And there's going to be times when Patrick Mahomes is not going to go to Tyree Hill, and that was last night. Yes, Hill had a touchdown. But that was it. Shit for yards. So you got to, I just, I don't know. The Chiefs offense, I do think, Edwards Hilaire fits perfectly. We you start looking at the receivers. You know you can count on Travis Kelsey. But man, they got DeMarcus Robinson involved last night. Like, Patrick Mahomes, as he matures, he very much could spread it around a lot more, you know. As he improves and sees the field better, the necessity to continue to go to just that one stud, Tyree Kills. He might not need to. So I definitely could see... How maybe Tyreek Hill maybe regresses a little bit this year. And it's one game, one, and we've seen this before again. Sammy Watkins last year, week one, had a pretty fucking good game. Didn't do a whole lot the rest of the year. A game here and there. This is why, again, good for best ball. But, or daily. But, yeah, I just, this receiver group is going to be interesting, I think. And I'm not so sure now that Tyreek Hill is going to have the numbers that he's had in the past. And again, I realize what happened last year. But I do feel like, you know, these quarterbacks, as they improve, as they age, everything about them gets better, right? I mean, the good ones. (laughs) But, you know, the physical stuff, yes. But the mental stuff. The vision, the seeing of the field, the recognizing of defenses, things like that. And I think that will lead Mahomes to be spreading the ball around more. Now, maybe I'm wrong. But it certainly got I certainly got that feel last night. So, we'll see. I said it again. I say it a lot. Sorry, 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 sorry. For the Texans, you know, David Johnson didn't look too bad at all look better than he did at the end of last year. 77 yards. Uh hey, 7 yards per carry, not bad. 32 reception yards. He had a touchdown. Duke Johnson got injured, leg injury. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. We'll monitor Duke Johnson's situation. But David Johnson looked good. Now, can he keep it up? Because he looked good at the beginning of last year too. And this was my whole thing. Yeah. They're going to use the shit out of David Johnson they traded for him. And yeah, he's probably going to be great when he's there. But that's my issue is, is, is is he going to maintain this level of play throughout the season? And can he stay healthy to do so? So we'll see how it goes. I know, I keep saying we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, I'm done. Will Fuller. You know, I was thinking about yesterday, this Texans receiving group. And really, if you look at who they have, Brandon Cooks really is a legit number one. Randall Cobb's a number two. Will Fuller is a number two. Even after last night, I understand he had a great game. And maybe the Texans want him to be the number one. I don't personally view him as a number one. I do think Brandon Cooks could be that we'll have to see what happens because Brandon Cooks banged up. I don't know if they got, you know, I don't know what's going on with Brandon Cooks because he played last night, but he didn't do much. Neither did Randall Cobb. So the whole idea that Deshaun Watson might spread this around more, it just seemed like Will Fuller, tight ends. And, and then, you know, I just, this Houston teams in a little trouble? I think it is, but for now, You got to give time. We got to remember, there's no preseason. There was no preseason. Okay. So there's a good chance the next few weeks are going to be a little bit like preseason, as I've mentioned before. So it's really hard to trust anything we're going to see in the first few weeks, right? We just have to kind of collect the data, see what teams are doing, and then try and, you know, put that together as we go along. Because a month from now, things are likely to be vastly different for just about every team. Oh, we'll see. Nope, nope. Not going to keep saying we'll see. I'm working on it. But Deshaun Watson, he does seem to miss DeAndre Hopkins. At at least that's the feeling I got last night. But hey, DJ looked good. Fuller had a good, he went over 100 yards. So I do think Fuller is going to be an important piece in this offense, but they need help from those other receivers. Watson needs to get the ball to some other dudes. Now, I expect at some point Brandon Cooks to really become a force in that offense, but we'll see. It, shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I say that so constantly. It's weird. It's really weird. <sighs> but yes, yes, it was. Um, you know, it was a fun game in the sense that you know it wasn't the most competitive, but football was back, and it was fun to see, and it was cool to see. You know, the Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, because they just have the fun offense and you like Patrick Mahomes. And it was nice to see Deshaun Watson out there. And hey, good to see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire have a good debut. I was never against Clyde Edwards-Hilaire again. I just felt slightly overhyped. And that he may not be quite what everybody thinks he is. And after one game, he certainly looks to be the right guy for that team and he looks good doing it so again a couple of small concerns might not even matter but he landed in the right spot that's face I'll repeat that forever landing on the Chiefs was a big deal for Mr. Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and he does fit in quite perfectly so it was fun watching the Chiefs it was nice to see the Texans I was hoping to see a little more from that receiving group but hey again expect a few weeks of some ugly football people because we're probably going to get that but along the way hopefully we gather this information that i've talked about and we can make good analysis good 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 formulations of what may come next a good forecast for what may come for the rest of the year so it's really going to be important to try and pay attention over the next few weeks and not get too caught up and get really hunkered down in an opinion because i'm telling you it's gonna be a few weeks of preseason like football and coaches are trying to figure shit out it's going to be later october when most of these teams are really locked in as far as how their offense and defense is running etc what players rotations it's gonna be a little bit before we get to that point so until then don't overreact on anything but football is back Chiefs take the win. It was fun. Thursday night football. That's right. That's right. And we've got plenty of football coming Sunday. But before that, we should probably discuss some of the injury news, the injury stuff that's going on so that we can decipher exactly how some of these, uh, you know, groups are going to look come Sunday. So let's go ahead and head on over to the... time for the infirmary. A lot of dudes with fucking hamstrings in it. Hamstring. It blah, 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 blah. blah. A fucking tongue twisting already. I know. I know. Troubles with the talking already. But a lot of people with hammy injuries. So we'll start out. Wide receiver. You got Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker. Brandon Ayuk, all with hamstring injuries. Now, these soft tissue injuries tend to linger. This is part of the problem. If you remember Adam Thielen last year, he could just never get quite right. Had the hamstring injury, had some time off, tried to come back, wasn't working, had some more time off, and he was there at the end of the season. But those hamstring injuries, man, it just did. The, the the ease with which they are re I guess. And so it's a worry, you know. Mike Evans, supposed to be big time in this new Tampa Bay Tom Brady, the TB offense. Kenny Galladay, smash last year. He's the Lions guy. You know, there, it, it, definitely some issues with the hamstring injuries. Now, we'll see exactly what happens i i said it we'll see again god damn it (laughs) but we're gonna find out you know keep an eye over the weekend with these injury reports but even if these guys are good to go like galladay that mike evans those both happened recently if they just recently injured their hammies it's not good for them to go week one so it could go either way but keep an eye on these names okay courtland Sutton injured his shoulder, he's gonna have MRI. Oh no, he did have an MRI. Sprained the uh AC joint? Was it? I should probably look. But he sprained something in his goddamn shoulder. So which hey, if he's out week one, that could be big news for, well, Noah Fant, I would say, first of all, but also Jerry Judy, because I imagine Jerry Judy, because K.J. Hamler, he's going to have his role, right? But Jerry Judy, I think he's going to get monster targets if there's no Cortland Sutton. Also with the shoulder injury, Mike Williams, we talked about him. Originally was going to be out for about a month. Looks like he's progressing okay maybe will be be available Sunday. Personally, if you have him I would say don't I personally I wouldn't play him. Give it to him, you know, but that's if he plays. If he plays, I would avoid him. Same thing with both those you know San Fran receiver. I mean obviously Jimmy G's gonna have to throw it to somebody but particularly if both Ayuk and Debo, Debo's got the foot injury. If they both end up somehow playing, like I'm just kind of waiting, you know, waiting to see how that all plays out. Because it could go, I mean, Debo's been there, but Ayuk has been there in camp, you know, till the injury. And they don't really have much. else. Jalen Hurd went to IR. I mean, they do have Trent Taylor, who I kind of like, but they don't have a lot there. Which is why I have George Kittle in all my daily fantasy lineups. (laughs) Because I think he's going to smash Sunday. But so, you know, just pay attention to these receiver injuries. Um, Jalen Rager of the Eagles sounds like he's good to go, which is weird. He had the injury and everybody thought he was going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season at least. And now here he is likely to start game one. Which is awesome, but it also kind of fucks me and all the greg ward that have put into certain lineups <laughs> and john hightower i'm gonna have to do some rearranging if rager is in fact playing but it looks like he is for running backs miles sanders still dealing with the hammy been limited now by all accounts it sounds like he's gonna be okay and he's gonna play but man that's scary you know that's one of the top backs you want him to be good to go David Montgomery seems good to go. I don't really care. Because it's David Montgomery. <laughs> they really don't have anything else there behind it. It's a shame. Like, I like Tariq Cohen, but if they, David Montgomery continue, if, if, if he doesn't improve or struggles with injuries this season, they don't have anybody. Is this where Devontae Freeman finally ends up? Maybe. Maybe. And then Damian Harris of the Patriots placed on IR. Honestly, I can recall if I added that in to the to the Monday pod. I can remember exactly when that happened. But it does sound like he's had the pinky issue. It does sound like he will be okay. He will be back in a few weeks. And we'll see, we're going to wait and find out. I almost did it. We're going to find out if... Damian Harris can get back to what he was doing in camp, being impressive and all. We'll see if he can get back to that when he gets back from this hand injury. And then last lastly, got some banged up tight ends out there. You got Mike Gosecki questionable. Now it does sound like he'll be good to go. Um and then you've got Marcus Mariota heading to the IR for quarterback. I don't think it's a big deal. It sounds like he's, again, this is gonna be a short stay on the IR because the IR this year is a little bit different, obviously, with the COVID and everything. And uh, so they're gonna have Mariota there for a little while. And no big deal, right? Because if he was at any point ever going to replace Carr, it wasn't gonna be right away. They were gonna give Carr some time to do to, you know, with this new offense, well, not new offense, but with the new receivers, the new weapons, they're gonna give him a little time, right? So we'll still see what happens with. Uh, God damn it, I do say that way too much. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what happens with the Mariota Carr situation. But Mariota, sh- well, Derek Carr should be good for the first few weeks with Mariota on IR. So, and I did want to throw in some daily, some daily fantasy. My daily fantasy diary because we're all here for one thing and one thing only the winning right so i like to go a little bit out of the norm when it comes to fantasy. and it, you know a lot of people will try and you know play because the hard th- the hard thing with daily is you want your guys to hit right but you also want to try and get guys that'll hit that a lot of other people aren't picking and that's the difficult part right but that's very much what i try and do now of course you could go the normal way like everybody like lots of people would just play several 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 lineups and i wish i could do that <laughs> and maybe someday i will but for now i just do a handful so i try and make them count when i do daily and this weekend when I was looking at building my teams for Daly, I was looking at when I'm looking at the quarterback position. Despite the matchup, I really like Kyler Murray. He's 6400 He's going to give you that rushing upside. $100 less, you got Carson Wentz. I think, especially if he's got Rager there, man, then he's got some webs to throw to. I mean, he's already got Ertz, Deshaun Jackson. We know what Deshaun Jackson did last year, who I love in Daly, except for that everybody is piling on him. So if you want to pivot... I will get to the pivot in a second. <laughs> Philip Rivers, that Jags defense, who they're not what they used to be, and Philip Rivers in the new skins with the new offensive line and the new weapons, Whew, I think it's going to be a good debut for Philip Rivers in a Colts uniform. So that's another one I like. He's only six grand, okay. And finally, Tyrod Taylor not huge on Tyrod Taylor. I never have been, but again, rushing upside, he's fairly cheap, 5,600, and it's Chargers-Bengals. Now, I do expect the Bengals to have a much improved team overall, including the defense, but this is a defense that he could take advantage of, so I do think Tyrod Taylor's were starting this weekend, too. At running back, I love Aaron Jones. Now, This isn't really outside of the box or out of the norm. It's just plain and simple. He's $6,900. Aaron Jones is getting a lot of hate this offseason. I wouldn't say hate. But there's just... The the people seem to be down on him. This was the number two fantasy back last year. And you can get him in, in the second round of drafts. Now, I'm assuming it's because of A.J. Dillon. Now, few things to that. A.J. Dillon is a rookie. It's going to take him time to get acclimated to really get his role set in that offense. Again, the first few weeks are going to be like preseason. Aaron Jones looked great in camp. Again, number two fantasy back last year. They're going to use the shit out of him. And it does seem like Lafleur and the Green Bay coaching staff would like to do a lot more running. Okay. And if that's true, then they're just going to add volume to the run game, which, even, which means even if A.J. Dillon Gets, touches, Aaron Jones is still going to be fine. Now, does that mean he'll finish again as the the number two running back in fantasy? Probably not. But if you think A.J. Dillon's going to keep him from being an RB1, you're crazy. You're crazy. The only thing stopping Aaron Jones from being an RB1 yet again is injury. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. $6,900. Several guys ahead of him. Well, not several, but a handful that I'm totally taking Aaron Jones instead. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And Marlon Mack, now, there's a whole thing where the Colts recently said (laughs) that they drafted Jonathan Taylor to spell Marlon Mack uh, during games to keep Marlon Mack fresh for the fourth quarter because he's still their guy, their main guy. And I say bullshit to that because, A, you took Jonathan Taylor in the second round. If I remember correctly, Marlon Mack was a third round pick. That's just number one. Number two, you traded up for him. <laughs> number three, Max on the last year of his deal, right? He's not been extended yet. So unless he gets extended, I'm actually looking that up right now. Mm-mm-mm. What's the newest on the extension? Nothing Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. uh, yet. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Just the last we heard was, fuck, man, in February. And that's when it was they were going to talk to him about an extension. So Maybe they're saying this to just make Marlon feel good. I don't know. I don't know. But coaches lie all the time. Sometimes they tell the truth, but a lot of times they lie. We've been through this. So I'm not buying into any of that shit. But I will say this. Marlon Mack, at least for the first few games of the season, should be very startable because they still want to use him. And he can catch the ball. Okay? And what does Philip Rivers like to do? He likes to dump off to running backs. So Marlon Mack, $5,300. That's a hell of a play. I still love Jonathan Taylor, and I think he's the lead guy by the end of the year, if not, probably by midseason. And I'm sure even in the first few weeks, Jonathan Taylor will have some big games. But I do think Marlon Mack is going to be playable. Oh, almost said it. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. At five grand, you can get J.K. Dobbins. Now, officially, he's listed fourth on the depth chart. I don't buy that. That's just uh, window dressing. See, they have a role for him. They're going to use him. And the more he looks good, the more they'll use him. And I just have a feeling they're going to start out with Mark Ingram. Kind of like you saw at Kansas City last night. They started out with Derrick Barrow, right? Derrick Barrow went out. Didn't do a whole lot. They brought in CEH. Now, Mark Ingram is a fine running back, so I'm sure he'll get some run. But at some point, they're going to want to put Dobbins out there and see what he can do. And if he does what some of us think he can do they'd be hard pressed to take him out the game no so we'll see how it's going but I do think I do think Dobbins is a nice nice price right there 5,000 just for week one on the off chance he just has a fucking mega game and that's the Flyers the James Robinson now you go to playerprofiler.com, you can see some of the articles I've wrote. I wrote on undrafted free agents shortly after the NFL draft earlier in this offseason. And I spoke of James Robinson, and that if Leonard Fournette were to leave the team, that James Robinson had an excellent chance of climbing the depth chart. Because while Armstead, Reichwell Armstead, and Devin Devine, whatever, Siegbo, they're not terrible. Solid, fully capable of jumping over though on the depth chart right and he's the number one back now I do think they're going to use a lot of LaVisca Chenault in different ways Jaguars recently signed Darre Ogunbewale so maybe they use him a little bit but I do think James Robinson's going to get some run and I mean there's a good chance he can only do so much because the Jaguars get behind early but I do think in a few lineups, we're throwing him out there because he's cheap. James Robinson, four grand. Right above him, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers, 4,300. Justin Jackson's been up, been banged up. Joshua Kelly's been making a name for himself, really pushing for that number two spot. They're going to use those guys next to Eckler. Joshua Kelly could take on that Melvin Gordon role. He's got that. I'm telling you, the Austin Eckler people are thinking too much about Melvin Gordon leaving. And they're also thinking too little about Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. I think Austin Eckler is a great play, but I also feel like he's been highly overvalued this year because of the presence of Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. So yes, so yes, so yes. And then wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton is just way too low on here. And, and, and he's getting a repertoire with, with Philip Rivers in camp. You can't just ignore it. It's too low. 5,800. Perfect. Marvin Jones, especially if there's no Kenny Galladay. 5,500? 5, are you kidding me? Marvin Jones will destroy. Nikhil Harry at 4,400. I really like what the Patriots are going to do. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of Bills fans are going to be disappointed this year because they think they got the division. And I have a feeling within a month, of being into the season we're gonna go yep new england's just back at it again and just this time with cam newton <laughs> that's what i think is gonna happen cam's gonna ball and i like Nikhil harry here especially you know they got rid of muhammad sanu i do like some jacoby myers i like a couple other guys but right now it seems to me you got Nikhil harry as the X. you got edelman in the slot and then you got demir bird as the deep threat that's how they got it set up so i'd like to see how it plays out And then some of these rookie wide receivers are in the you know four grand range, Chenault, Brian Edwards, Jalen Rager, all worth taking flyers on in daily because any one of those guys could pop off, okay. And in week one, yes, the aforementioned Demir Bird, for the Patriots thirty two hundred. If Cam gets him a few deep balls, he could pay dividends this week, or any week for that matter. Scotty Miller, now. If, if Mike Evans sits, it'll be tough because then Justin Watson would then take the Mike Evans role, okay, And Scotty Miller would stay in his spot. But as you saw last year, just because Justin Watson gets Mike, Ev- you know runs in Mike Evans spot doesn't make, necessarily mean he gets Mike Evans targets. So with that said, I still, like Scotty Miller. I really do. And he's four grand, four grand. But you could also take a chance on Justin Watson. Bucks are going to be throwing the ball. That's going to be a high scoring game. So if you want players for a high scoring game, it's the Saints and the Bucks, I do believe. I do believe. <sighs> Tight end, daily fantasy. Hawkinson, man, 4,200. Again, if there's no Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson are going to smash. They could have good games anyway. But if no Kenny Galladay, Jesus. Jack Doyle. We know Philip Rivers likes tight ends. Jack Doyle. And don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Mo Alley Cox. And I'm sure we'll see him in some action. But for right now, Jack Doyle is the main guy at that position. And Phillip Rivers will use him. 3600 he has, He potentially could have a big game. Especially if they, you know they're not seeing Michael Pittman is ready enough and Zach Pascal. so then you know you got T. Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, maybe they maybe it's Jack Doyle, in the mix in week one. So I think he's definitely worth going on and. Chris Herndon of the Jets, thirty three hundred, that's another team that lack they lack weapons. Now they got Denzel Mims who they drafted, but he's been running with the second team because he's missed a shit ton of practice because of a fucking hamstring injury. But at least he's been staying off of that hammy. You know what I mean? So he's been resting it a long while. So hopefully it's healing. And hopefully they don't put him out there too early because I'd like to see Denzel Mims kick some ass at this point, some point this year because Darnold will love him. And then finally, Logan Thomas. He was named... The starting, tardy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, no! I, I know. You suck, yeah, jackass. That one was bad. That one, <laughs> that one was bad. Uh, Logan Thomas of the Washington Foreskins. He is a great pick in my opinion as well. 2,800. He is was named the starting tight end of Washington. He is competing with nobody else at the position, and very hard, hardly anybody else for targets. Now, I'm sure Antonio Gibson will get involved, but at receiver, I mean, it's Terry McLaurin, man. It's Terry McLaurin. He's the guy. I do think there's a chance Logan Thomas has a big day because Dwayne Hask- Haskins just doesn't have a lot of great options to get the ball to, and Logan Thomas is one of them. So, that's what I got for you. That's what I got for you on daily fantasy. So make sure, if you're gonna play, take some of this shit to, and use your brain, use your mentals when trying to figure that some of this stuffs out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take those shots. You gotta take those shots of the cheaper guys, because if you can build a top-heavy roster and hit on some of those cheap guys, oh, that, that's what I like to aim for. <laughs> anyway, 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 daily fantasy. Week one, we're on our way. Just a couple days away. And I'm going to call my shots. Call my shots for week one. Buffalo Bills fans are going to be very disappointed. I think Darnold and that Jets, oh, has a bit of a big game. I like to be some Crowder and some Herndon. Yeah. But I do think Buffalo's way. Dis- I just feel going to be a disappointing year for the Buffalo Bills they have all these great expectations but they still don't have the quarterback in my humble opinion Aaron Jones is going to run wild all over the fucking Vikings because he does so anyway and now no Daniel Hunter (laughs) I'm looking forward to the Browns versus the Ravens because the Browns offense it's exploding this year I think they're gonna get their shit figured out and I think Baker Mayfield in year three really leads this offense to some good things. Probably won't be enough for the Ravens because we know what the Ravens are. And you add J.K. Dobbins in and he's gonna come in and show his stuff, right? Then you got the Colts versus the Jags. I'm excited for this too because I wanna see the Phillip Rivers resurgence in Indianapolis. Meanwhile, I want to see the continuance of Minshew mania. And maybe the Jags are trying to tank so that they can get their Trevor Lawrence. Yes, that's possible. That doesn't mean Minshew can't have a good year. That doesn't mean he won't be good for fantasy. Particularly, you give him some new weapons. You got LaVisca Chenault. Now, I am bummed out. Josh Oliver's on the IR. But they did sign Tyler Croft. Not Tyler Croft. Eifert They signed Mr. Eifert. <laughs> I do forget that sometimes. Okay, moving on, moving on. We got it fixed. Yes, I know, Tyler Eiffert, Eifert. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. In New England, you have Captain Cam Erica. You like how I did that? Captain Camerica. So Cam Newton, as I mentioned previously. I don't think he's going to have any problem leading these Patriots to another division title. Because Bill Belichick is one of the greater coaches. Josh McDaniels is a hell of an offensive mind. And I do think they've been excited to do something different without Tom Brady. And if you're going to trade Tom Brady for a different quarterback, I mean, Cam Newton is a hell of a choice. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to some Captain Camerica this weekend. Also really excited, as I mentioned previously, the Bucks versus the Saints, because I just see a high-scoring game. You got the two old man QBs going against each other. It's a division rivalry now. Now, both these old QBs won't be around much longer, so not going to be a rivalry for long, but this year should be going. Yes, and we see what goes on with the Bucks' running back situation. I think Leonard Fournette's going to get a good amount of run, whether people want to believe it or not. Whew, it's gonna be a fun game, fun game. Tom Terrific, old-timey shootout. Also, for week one, I got my eyes on. This is what I got my eyes on. The rookie wideouts, Chennault, C.D., Judy and Hamler in Denver, Edwards and Ruggs, Mims, Pittman, Hightower. I wanna see what these guys are doing. The Washington backfield, the Chargers backfield, the Rams backfield, I wanna see how these all play out. Now again, first few weeks, Comparable to preseason. So, you gotta be careful how much you, you know, invest in what happens in these first few weeks. But I do want to see how the backfields are playing out. I'm ready for Teddy, as the OT's got a chance. Some Joe Burrow action. Some Kyler Murray action. That's right. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Kyler Murray, chapter two. Yes, I'm very excited about that. And then, Todd Gurley in red, Melvin Gordon in orange, and a healthy jerk McKinnon. I want to see what these fuckers can do, eh? Yeah. I do like Melvin Gordon a little bit, but I want to see what he can do in the orange. Seems like he's had some trouble with the mile-high air earlier in camp. Got a little banged up. We'll see what he can do. Todd Gurley. I like his chances of being successful for the Falcons while he's healthy. Should he miss any time, Brian Hill. And keep an eye on Cadre Olison because he was making some noise in camp before he got injured. And Jerick McKinnon. Give me Jerick McKinnon. All the Jerick McKinnon. I was a fan of this guy. Rough years of injury. I think he finds a way to bounce back this year. They need the depth. They don't have Matt Breida. Raheem Moster, while solid, is nothing special. Tevin Coleman, while solid, is nothing special. And at one point in time, Jerk McKinnon was special. So we'll see what happens. I fucking keep saying it. I can't help it. I can't help myself. But that's what you got for the week one prognosis. That's right. Game over, man. It's game over. That is right. Game over. Pot over. It's that time. It is that time. I appreciate everyone joining me. Thank you for listening to the pod. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Whatever it is, whatever way in which you're enjoying the show, I appreciate you. And thank you very much. But do not forget to follow me on the Twitters, on the Grams at RMKMadness. Do not forget to like, subscribe, follow, just all that stuff. All the stuffs. Reviews. All the stuffs. Do it for me. And I keep I keep rambling and chatting for you. I will. I will. I'll keep up on the injury news. I like to retweet a lot of the injury stuff on Twitter. So I try and keep up on that so you can follow that. Otherwise, just follow along yourself. You know, keep up on the injury news. Stay tuned. I have additional YouTube videos coming. I've got lots of stuff I'm going to try and do this season and really get a lot, as much content out there as I can that's right that's right and I might get into doing a, a little Sunday morning periscope or something some live streaming like I did last season so we'll see how that goes and I said we'll see again damn it, damn it. Ah, Jesus good luck Sunday everybody in their fantasy whether it be daily your best ball your guillotine hopefully you're surviving that and you're not out the first week because that would just be a atrocious, right, yeah, so, good luck, everybody, in week one, have a fun, safe weekend, please be safe, I mean, speaking of safe, did you see Andy Reid's mask last night, holy shit, that dude was armed to the teeth, with, ready, he was ready, man, He's re- he wasn't playing around, that thing, that thing, like, he was fogging that shit, up. <laughs> I just picture him trying to eat because, you know, he loves him some cheeseburgers. I just picture him trying to eat, being at a restaurant and just like, you know, just getting a burger right up in that face mask and just could you can't you just see him on the sideline just like looking at his sheet, but he's got like the burger in his mouth and like the, the face shield is actually helping hold the burger in place so he can just sit there and look at his sheet. And, oh, oh, I think it could work. He really should concentrate on football during the game and not cheeseburgers. So, I I should redact that statement. You know what I mean? Anyway, anyway, anyway. All right. We're going to head out. Everybody, have a wonderful, safe weekend again. And as always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Later's. Oh, What the hell where is my music where is the, mu- the music <laughs> what a fucking terrible ending to the show what a fucking terrible ending to the show this is just I did... you suck you jackass <laughs> This was bad. I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to get used to it. Now that I'm doing the video, I have to record differently than I did before when I was just doing pots, when I was just doing the audio. Now I have to do it differently, and I'm still getting used to it. So bear with me. Let's try this again. (laughs) As always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. I always forgot it. (laughs) Ladies! Welcome to the show, the